Hi, welcome to Too Close to the Sun, Art Obsessions from Mercury 20 Gallery in Oakland's Art District. I'm your host, Elizabeth Schur, and in this episode we will explore why and how artists collaborate and the ways this enhances their solo practice and their lives. I will be joined by two Mercury 20 Gallery artists, Dr. K.C. Rosenberg, Associate Professor of Art at California College of the Arts, a painter and mixed media artist who has worked in collaborative duo with East Bay artist Modesto Covarrubias for over seven years, and Jessica Katkin, installation and textile artist who recently collaborated with 13 other artists on a round-robin quilting project, which showed at Mercury 20 Gallery. We will also be joined by former Mercury 20 Gallery artist Johanna Pothig, Professor Emeritus from California State University at Monterey Bay. She has worked on many collaborative projects as a public artist, as well as in her own studio practice in ceramics, painting, sculpture, textiles, and installation. I have collaborated on projects in film and video, artist books, and installations, and I look forward to hearing their perspectives. Let's start with Jessica Kadkin. Why collaborate? Why collaborate? What I like about collaborating is it helps me or it forces me to come out of my own creative comfort zone. So through collaboration, I may need to learn something new. I may need to experiment with new material or try different techniques. So for me, it's a great opportunity to get outside of my head, outside of myself and my process. Johanna. Specifically with other artists or agencies or groups of people, because I'm working on a particular work of art, a particular project, and collaboration is part of it. We were working with women in the San Francisco jail with my friend uh, Delfina, who is a therapist. Here's a situation where I have nothing to say about their experience, so I'm really all ears. But I, as a public artist, am trying to think about how I'm going to successfully present this to the public. And I was working at the time in my solo work on all these products, just looking at the way they colonize women, satirical uses. And so we went and brought a lot of props and I brought some of my, they were like head and shoulders ceramic bottles and they held the bottle and they came up with the text recovery shampoo, wash that crack right out of your hair. You know, that's very close to what they had to do, their lives. It was something that I was working on. Those are the great moments. How about you, Casey? The content of the work is more compelling because there's more than one person making it. And so it becomes sort of larger meaning. You've been working with your collaborator, Modesto Covarrubias, for quite some time under the name Rococo. Can you tell us how that happened? So we brought it together to make it Rococo because it's Rosenberg and Covarrubias and company. What makes a good collaboration? A sense of partnership, camaraderie, um, a willingness to work with others, share and accept feedback, you know, being open. Being in sync 
with the people you're collaborating with. You know, when I work with someone who I'm successfully collaborating with, you can look at something and have the same response to it visually, creating enough space for both people. Both people need to be listening. If you're a good improviser and you like doing that, that means you are constantly listening and trying to learn all the way along the line. And as long as all people are trying to do that, then it makes a good collaboration. If you don't have mutual respect in a collaboration, that's when I can't tolerate it. When you find the right people, it's very exciting. It's a lot of fun. There was a group show where the premise was to invite somebody to collaborate. And I know Modesto, and I saw his work. He was working with tracing paper. I was working with blankets. And I felt that those were very different, but some, somehow could work together. And I was correct. And, and you've been doing quite a few things together since then, yeah? Yeah, for I, about seven years now. Any any problems? Hey, well, sure. I would say the biggest problem is making making time for the collaboration. Both people have their own paths of when they get in their studios, and sometimes that doesn't work. I collaborated on a half-hour documentary, Rituals of Remembrance, The Art of Mourning, with Maggie Simpson Adams, and it took three years to edit because of our scheduling conflicts. So I get it. Is there somebody who's more the director? I've certainly worked on them where I'm more the director. Even when that's the case, people are bringing different skills to the table. Preferably, there isn't a leader. You know, because as a collaborative project, you, you want that equal involvement, that equal participation. But I will say with the quilt project with the 13 other women, there were definitely some people who kind of guided things along and really made sure that things kept going forward. They're taking a little bit more ownership over certain parts of the process. I've been doing for the last few years, a round table collage collaboration that Marty McCutcheon started. And it's where you do a collage and then you put it in the mail and send it to the next person and they add to it and you get a piece back. Any bad things happen? The one thing with the roundtable collaboration is you don't know who you're collaborating with. I've had people completely cover up stuff I've done, which is like, ah, but you know, that's part of the risk you take. Casey, you mostly do installation work with Modesto or do you do other things? Well, we do some drawing and um, printmaking, uh, but mostly installation together. Have you collaborated with anybody else? I've mostly collaborated in curating projects. I play in a band, so I collaborate in music. And there's always a leader in music. Somebody's got to lead the band. Jessica, how does your collaboration affect and enhance your solo work or projects? You know, I've been doing a lot of kind of textile fiber art, looking at how they express their creative 
ideas through textile and fiber art is really interesting to me and, and the techniques that they use. And so then I get a little bit more experimental in my own personal practice. And how about for you, Casey, in terms of your own solo work and your work with Modesto? Early on in our collaboration, I have to trust that he can go completely over anything that I've worked on. And that's the part that really was the risky part. And now I trust him so completely. I almost, in my personal work, want to stop. I was like, where's Modesto in this? So I have to go, oh, that's right. Modesto's not, this is my own work here. Solo projects and my collaborative projects overlap all the time. Let's say in my solo work, I'm interested in the botanical thing. And then I will do something in public space area, or I'll be working on a public project. We were working with women in the San Francisco jail. Cell phones had come out. So I brought a shell in and we put the... They put the shell up to their ear and it was like the shell phone, a direct line to your ancestors. So, you know, I'd been doing little cell phone things. So, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. Why would you want to be always isolated? It's I mean, it's nice to do things by yourself. I love it. But it's also tiresome to always be on your own solo thing. What percentage of your studio practice time would you say you would devote to collaboration versus your own solo work when we're really on a project like we had a deadline that's a hundred percent rococo do you look forward to getting back to time for your solo practice i was on sabbatical for six months and modesto was not so i hopped back into the personal practice joined berkeley 20 gallery again so that could have some deadlines for some shows and jessica for you the time on each you know when you're in a collaborative project and you have a deadline then it is 100%. If I don't have a deadline, it's probably more 50-50 of a collaborative effort as well as my own personal practice. I like pulling what I'm learning or seeing from the collaboration into my own work and vice versa. It becomes another material working with another person. Have you applied for any public or grants? Does it help to have a collaborator, would you say? Since I've never done a public art project, having a collaborator who has experience would be really helpful. Both Modesto and I have sat on public arts commissions. You think in that case, two is better than one? Yes. A lot of people want to know who you are, what identity you're running with. How does that fit the mission of the public work? That's actually difficult. We don't want our content to be visible like that in our work. We want it to be pretty seamless. But I think it helps in an application. So when I look at public projects, whether they come to me in various ways, I just happen to glance and I see it, or I look and I investigate and I want one, I'm looking for it. I think, do I want to do this by myself? Do I want to ask other artists that I really enjoyed working with? Sometimes I don't even care that much about the project, but I think it would be fun to work with that person, (laughs) you know? What skills do I want? Otherwise, you'll be doing all this hard physical work and the other artist has never done that kind of work and they don't know how to do it efficiently. Other times, you just want to do the project, be in control of it, and hire people. 
to help you. And they may have input, but it's not the same kind of collaboration. But you know, there's other different ways to collaborate. Like on my solo show, in case I'm really collaborating with writers, because you get to know people and you expand your own knowledge. I always like to include sound and interactive, but that's not what I do. So I've collaborated in a long time with this uh, composer, Anne Perez from the Philippines. And so she knows Sunka and everything. And we had a wonderful time putting that together. And she could use what I had created and make her own composition. So those are very satisfying collaborations. I've done collaborative projects in film and installation and artist books. You know, I've had some great ones, but I've also had some that were quite difficult. I wonder if you have had any of those experiences. Personally, I have not, but I'm sure it'll happen. You move on and you don't work with that person again. I happen to be, you know, a woman and Modesto's a man. I happen to be Jewish. She happens to be Latino. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, well, what what hole do you fit in? I, don't, I just want to be Rococo. I had it once where somebody invited us to have work at their place, and they only wanted to talk to Modesto. Look, I have collaborated with people that I will never collaborate with again. Just try to get through the project, and then I don't ever go, go back there again. I don't like it when people are late. I don't have the same aesthetic as someone, you know, and I probably made more errors when I was younger about that. I just did a collaboration with the AC Transit Project, which was an incredibly bureaucratic project. And I think the only reason I survived that was because the person who was our manager, so to speak, the, the bureaucrat at AC Transit, was a really creative person, ultimately. And although I had to jump through all the hoops and I had to do tons of paperwork, this guy understood and respected on some level uh, what we were doing and he made it work. What advice would you give to an artist who might like to have a collaboration and has never done a collaboration? Maybe look to artists that may complement or be different than your own. So what you're adding to the project is unique but complementary so that you can learn and grow and develop from one another. If you reach out to someone and they're not interested, it's not anything personal, I think. When we leave a project, we have 12 more in our heads. My recommendation to somebody is to just start one thing at a time and recognize if it's generating inspiration. To collaborate doesn't mean that you're somehow washing out people's individual talents or techniques or stories or whatever. You're just trying to make work on your part so that you're giving the best that you can do. Would you recommend that artists participate in collaborative projects and not just in their solo work? I would definitely recommend it because that's how you do it. You find somebody who's going to be your cheerleader and you are theirs and you get it done. Jessica? We gain so much from looking at art, talking with others about art and working with others in a collaborative way. It's a good opportunity to connect with people, especially the last few years when we've all been so isolated because of the pandemic. It doesn't always have to necessarily result in a final project. It could 
result in nothing. It really builds those bonds of friendship and bonds of connection with fellow artists. We're always collaborating, basically. I think it's a kind of a false notion that artists aren't somehow collaborating, collaborating with the past by looking at art history, whether they're collaborating with nature. It's always been kind of puzzling to me that there is such a distinction made between work that is, you know, quote unquote, collaborative and work that is, you know, very personal. And I think more value has been given to the individual voice that doesn't take into account all the different ways societies have lived and collaborated and created artworks. It's really just marketing. The only reason that it matters is because it's harder to sell. I understand it. It's a business. Okay, we're all there. We all want to sell our work. Well, la, la, la. What I have tried to do with collaborating and doing my own work is just trying to be imaginative and inventive with the way that I work so that I can find multiple ways to be satisfied as an artist. Thanks to Dr. K.C. Rosenberg, Jessica Kadkin, and Johanna Pothi. You can find links to their websites on the podcast notes. Our podcasts are available anywhere you get your podcasts and are also linked from mercury20.com the gallery website. Please visit the website and follow us on Facebook and Instagram for past and future episodes. I'm your host, Elizabeth Schur, for Too Close to the Sun, Art Obsessions. Thanks for listening. <laughs>